Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, you have found us. The podcast about what people would do on their last day on Earth. Will they raid their local Nando's? Steal a Fiat Punto? Tell their boss how they really feel? Or maybe just have a jolly old time with their nan and a shepherd's pie? What would you nutters do with your last day on Earth? Last day on Earth. Last day on Earth. Last day on Earth. And just like that, episode three drops in your ears and says. What's up? How's it going, Who mate? I thought we'd have made it this point. I don't... Um, you know what? Go on. I'm doing all right. Oh. Not doing too bad. <laughs> that's really good. No, because I think, you know, with everything that's not going on, <laughs> just sat at home. Sometimes, I think last week I was a bit like, ugh, like a bit stuck in a rut. Yeah. But like... It was snowing tons near us, so I've literally just been staying in the house because if I leave the house, it's either uphill or downhill. And I see. No. So I just stayed in and then it rained last night, so I'm feeling much better about life. So you came at me last week with your list of top two, not two, with um, the films with sequels that were apparently better than their previous. Are you going to um, ask me film-related questions? Because if you are, I'm really excited right now. No, I'm not. It's not a film podcast. But what I am coming at you with is some top tier trios. Okay. So I was like, I was thinking about this, and you went with like second films for the second episode. So I was like, third episode, here we go. Trios. What I want you to do is I'm going to name a trio, and I want you to tell me who the worst member of the trio is. I was going to yeah. say the best, but then I was like, that's too obvious. Who the worst member of the trio is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So we're going to start with an easy one. Uh-huh. Alvin, Simon and Theodore. Um, Simon. He, it's true. He literally... Did you watch the Chipmunks cartoon when you were little? Yes. E Simon's like the proper know-it-all, isn't it? He's the one with glasses. Yeah, because Theodore's the chubby one, the like the yeah. one that everyone actually loves. Yeah, the one that I really related to. Um, oh. <laughs> still. Still relate to. <laughs> um, yeah, Simon. He was a massive know-it-all, and I've got no time for know-it-alls. Like right, flipping okay. it out. So Kim, Chloe, and Courtney. Yes, the Kardashians. Mm. Um, I'm not a fan of the Kardashians. My wife is, but I'm not a fan of the Kardashians. Um, I'm going to say Chloe. Wrong. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know this was a quiz <laughs> with right and wrong answers. It's universally known that Chloe is the best one, which is why you... It's a. It's literally illegal. Again, I don't. I like. I don't watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I don't follow them Neither on social do I, media. But I still know that Chloe's the best. I know that one of them is technically still married to Kanye West, and the other one has had to um, 
she's gone through a lot with, is it Scott Disick or something? And so I kind of feel sorry for her because apparently he's a massive jerk from what I've heard. And I don't really know much about Clarice. What's she called? Clarice. <laughs> Clarice. <laughs> Chloe. Chloe, yeah. So I'm sure she's a lovely person. I'm sure she has a great personality. I'm sure that, you know, if she had the choice, she would probably swim with dolphins. But for me, I'm going to stick with it. I judge you sometimes. Okay. Often. <laughs> Luke, Leia, and Han from Star Wars. The worst. Uh, see, this is difficult because... Are we basing this on, like, all of the films or just, like, the original three? We'll base it on four, five, and six. So the original. Okay, if that's the case, definitely Luke is the worst. <laughs> because he's just proper whiny in it can't be bothered exactly. it's like mate you're the you're meant to be the protagonist of this film and you're just whining whereas han and leia like they just get on with it and they're just mint aren't they um but then obviously like in the most recent films I love this flipping film podcast. Oh. Literally straight away, I was just like, this is the most you've spoken about anything. <laughs> <laughs> Get it in my veins. Oh. Um, in the last films, obviously, like Luke has like a really nice arch, redeeming arch. Arch or arc? Redeeming arc. arc. Story arc. arc. Story arc, thank you. And so he, he becomes really cool like when he's training uh, Ray and stuff. And so... But yeah, I'm still going to stick with Luke because he drinks blue milk. Yeah, he grows out of his whiny, but he's yeah, still... Because he's old. But then he becomes like an old, grumpy man. And so can't be bothered with old people, first of all. And sorry, <laughs> go on. I'm just going to let you know, there are other trios that we need to get through. Yeah, yeah, go on. Sorry. Cool, love really, that. Really enjoying this, by the way. Thank you for taking initiative and doing something. You're welcome. This is lovely. Right, you've got Buffy, Willow and Xander. Oh, mate, I didn't watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer. What is this? I'll say... Alexandria. I'm just going to skip over your disrespect. Thank Absolute you. disrespect. Angel. Angel was the... He was one, right? He was not of the three that I asked you. Angel was a vampire. I asked you of the friendship group. But Angel was there and... Yeah, in all fairness. If we were going to go into it, like, Spike was the best. So I'm allowing you to say that Angel was the worst. Fine. I, I, still, I, I literally know nothing That's about fine. this. Harry, Hermione and Ron. Of course, it was going to be in here. Um, Harry, of course, he's the worst one. Actual statements, and I only watched them for the um, first time, like, a year ago. It's clear to see that Hermione is the best. Um, Book-wise and film-wise, Harry is just the worst, like... So just, whiny and does nothing. Yeah, abs- the absolute worst. And to be fair, the th- the out of those three, not even the best characters. And I know that this is going to start a lot of a lot of discussions because oh, well. we have a lot of Harry Potter fans that follow us. Be- obviously, because we're just a magical podcast. And um, <laughs> but yeah, definitely none of those three. I, I like I like Hermione. I like Ron, but they're not the best characters. You know what I got confused by? Because I didn't watch or read them as a child. I only watched them for the first time. And yeah, I didn't even read all the books. Um, I 
there was the whole thing about mm, Harry Potter, he will save the world. It wasn't Harry, it was the other one, Neville. Yeah. Like, what's that about? And also, I'm not putting a spoiler tag on this because if you've not done it... <laughs> yeah. doing, if like... you haven't read or watched Harry Potter <laughs> by this point, flipping it, mate. Where have you been living? Um... But yeah, I know that a lot of people are going to be messaging me, asking me about who my favourite Harry Potter character is. And I'm going to say right now, don't at me. Luna Lovegood. Next question. This is an important question. I feel like the future of the podcast could actually rest upon this. Um, Gretchen Wieners, Karen Smith and Regina George. Who is the worst? I mean, when you say worst, like obviously Regina is like the answer. If I'm being honest with myself, I would probably say Karen is the worst. Like and she's there we are safe. She's she's funny, but in terms of a character, a bit bland. Obviously mm-hmm. Gretchen Wieners is the best. Exactly. Right, see? We're 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 good. We're good. If we're um, agreeing on Cape like on Cap. Yeah, no. Um, whew, I got sweaty because I thought you were going to say the wrong thing. <laughs> Gretchen is literally the best because step one, her dad invented toaster strudel. Mm, hello. And her hello. hair's full of secrets. If you get yep. rid of her, then there's no toaster strudel. And that actress voiced um, Angelica in the, um, what was it called? The Magic Raspberries? The Magic Raspberries. The wild thornberries. Lol. Right. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I do not know where this is going. And when you said Angelica, I was like, not Rugrats. In the Rugrats, because no. she would have been too. Is she called Angelica? Maybe she's not called Angelica. Let me Google it really quick. Eliza. Sorry. Eliza. Which right now I was going to ask you about this trio, but I didn't know if you would be up to musical speed. Um, Ouch! I'm a big music well. Fan. It's so yes. I know you're a fan of music, but I said musical. Oh, musicals, musicals. Okay, mm, okay, okay. Mm. Go on. So you mentioned Eliza, and it pulls at my heartstrings. So I have to ask you, Angelica, yeah. Eliza, yeah. or yeah. Peggy from Hamilton? Never watched it. <gasps> We were so safe on Mean Girls and then we came here and now I'm questioning everything. You've never um, watched it? Never watched Hamilton, no. Never listened to the soundtrack? And it's mostly because of the hype that it's gotten. And I'm not saying that it's not worth the hype. I'm just one of those people that when things get overhyped, I'm just like, have a, have a word, mate. Come on. But you know what? I felt that about Breaking Bad because I was just like, what's all this about? And then I saw people being so hyped over the last couple of episodes and I was like mm-hmm. I remember starting this and thinking it was dry as the desert it was set in right. and then I worked my way through it and then I loved it but with Breaking Bad and I think this is the general consensus that nobody watched it when it first came out everybody watched it after because I definitely did you definitely did mm-hmm. and I'm sure that everybody else I don't know anyone who started it from the very beginning and watched it like that episodically i will get on hamilton it is on my list but how long is your list oh mate hundreds you know how much yeah i was about to say (laughs) (laughs) 
saying it's on your list means you'll get there by the, yeah, what, 2037? Yeah, when it's no longer cool, and then I'll really enjoy it, and I'll be like, hey, you guys seen Hamilton? And everyone's like, oh, man, that was so 2018. Come on. I feel like you did okay. Just you okay. Did okay? Oh, okay. Like, you no, you did actually quite well. I think I was just upset about the Buffy situation and the fact that you put Chloe as the, the worst Kardashian. Like, it, it was a hit, but I'm willing to take it. Right. Before we start, do you want to hear my new career prospect? I was hoping that you'd found one and that it was just going to be a normal nine to five. But if I'm still needed as a career life coach and everything else, come on, what are we doing? There have been so many comedians, and obviously I'm a, I'm a failed comedian, but still class myself under that umbrella. There have mm-hmm. been so many comedians that have then gone on to become this job. And I thought it's the natural succession. Right. Was the earlier part a clue? Are you going to be a game show host? Close. Okay. A children's author. (laughs) Okay. I'm not as put off by this. I think that there's, there's legs. Okay, yeah. So last time you were thinking screenwriter... Yeah. We go slightly lower brow, we go to children's books. Okay, yeah. hit me with it. So, as you know, I have a son. And... An adorable son. Yes. So I've written I've written a short book. I knew you were going to say this. Read me the book. As episode two, spin me the rolls. <laughs> spin me the rolls. <laughs> I haven't been able to obviously illustrate this book because this podcast is not the correct format for it. And so okay. I would ask you and the listener to imagine what is going on. Okay. You ready for this? Oh gosh, yep. Timmy was a timid tomato. A timid tomato was Timmy. He was red and round and lovely. And his best mate was a parsnip named Gary. I couldn't think of anything that rhymes with lovely. Any names. So Gary will do, right? And there's the whole thing that Gary's uh, dying out. So we can bring him back through the form of book. I appreciate this. Amen. But Timmy had a dark secret. A dark secret had Timmy. For whenever the moon was full, he'd get on a train to Hull. <laughs> and he travelled all night, all night he travelled, to find the banana gang, for they were the ying to his yang. <laughs> we're full of potassium, mate, they exclaimed. They exclaimed they were full of potassium. And no tomato's going to come around here on our ends and mess around with our friends. The moment grew tense, tense grew the moment, for Timmy was timid no longer. Instead, he'd grown stronger and stronger. The bananas were scared, scared were the bananas, for Timmy was frothing and shaking. It was clear his patience was breaking. And he opened his mouth, his mouth he did open, although no one knew why, did you know you could be entitled to PPI? <laughs> Wait, don't tell me that's where the story ends. That's it. <laughs> His dark secret is that he's one of those people that calls you up and says, you could be entitled to PPI. I think, like Timmy, that this career might have legs. I'm, I honestly, and <clears throat> cough and, until the PPI bit, um, I was <laughs> fully bought in. Really? But I've, Yeah, and I actually think that 
like if you sent that to your friend they'd enjoy reading it and then they'd get to the last page where it's like you could be entitled to ppi and they'd have a bit of a <laughs> chuckle and then their kid would be like what's that mommy and then what's they'd be like PPI? Oh. Um, but then like... we're educating the next generation too exactly exactly good i'm i feel really good about that. i'm happy with that is that a golden buzzer or just through to the judges houses through to judges houses but i'm definitely not a golden buzzer um but seriously, I need to tell you that that story was literally... You know, right before we started recording, you said, I'm going to go get some crisp. And I said, I'm going to go to the toilet. Yeah. I literally wrote it whilst I had a poo. <laughs> so there you go. Not even bad. <laughs> On oh that note, <laughs> let's spin them rolls. Welcome, welcome, welcome to today's show. We have, uh, honestly, we've got an absolute treat for you. Uh, the person we've got on today is a former paralegal, a politician, a rugby player, the winner of the Buffalo Bills Wild West shooting competition at Disneyland Paris when he was nine, a musician, which we've both actually played live shows with, an amateur philosopher and a friend to the animals, please welcome none other than Phil Lyons. Thank you. Welcome to the show, mate. How are you doing? Right, before we get started, I'm going to question one of these. Yeah. A friend to the animals. I, I knew that I somebody. <laughs> so, <laughs> I am a friend to all of the animals. And I only eat the ones that are already dead. Fair. I'll give you that one. Just, 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 just to be clear, <laughs> there has never been a time when I've been caught eating a live animal. Wow. You know what? I'll give you that one. My name in Greek means lover of horses, and I do, and I have a preference. Like horse meat. No, although, the, have, you, have you seen that Peter poster which says, you know, which of these aren't for eating, and people just draw a line? on the right of the horse and the left of the whatever. Well, I, I think anybody who's had a lasagna from Asda in 2010's had horse and can agree it's, it's all right, <laughs> if not a bit bland. Yeah. Where do you draw the line, <laughs> Phil, when it comes to uh, meat? Do you know what? I, uh, that's a tricky one, isn't it? Because it depends where you are in the world, I suppose. Um, probably wouldn't eat a dog. Probably, probably. I'm a, probably. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, yeah, well, you know, never, never say never. I, uh, I, I'm allergic to cats, so that's a tricky question to answer. People who are allergic to cats, like if they eat a cat, would would anything happen to them? I'm going to be honest with you, Adrian. I'm not going to risk it. I'm just going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put myself in that position, just in case. So we've come to the part of the show where we ask our guests to bring in an object. Uh, to impress Rochelle and I, and then we will score it out of five points each. Um, after which, the guest will be added onto our leaderboard. So this week, we've uh, we've asked Phil to bring in the most impressive item. Go for it, Phil. Is any item worth anything without whoever's associated with it? You know, I could. I've got a bunch of stuff. I don't know where it is from celebrities, but would that item be interesting if it was just somebody else's item or did it have to be that celebrity's item that you've got? So oh, just, to, just to open that conversation, I will submit myself. Right, Rochelle. I feel like there's a lack of effort here. I'm going for like 
a 2.25. Can I can I just... No. <laughs> no. No, it's fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna accept you two point two five, but um, just to put it in context, this has taken thirty odd years to craft. It's not a lack of effort. It's <laughs> a lot of effort gone in. But I'll I'll accept you two point whatever it was. Um, you're fine. I'll. You're fine. We'll pop you up to a two point three. <laughs> you're fine. Two point three. Oh man, story of my life. Um, I think anything less <laughs> than a five would honestly be criminal. So I'm going to give Phil a five. <laughs> Wait, Wait, I was marking out of five. Yeah, I'm giving him a five out of five. But I don't, wow. I don't know anyone who would wow. have the confidence to just submit themselves. <laughs> as the most <laughs> the most impressive item so for that reason I'm giving Phil 5 and the total score is 7.3 7.3 oh my days I can't believe it oh oh what an absolute Again. idiot <sighs> Adrian mate we always do this <sighs> Kind of You're not being recorded. Filmmate, the world's ending in 24 hours. <laughs> I know. Probably should have told <laughs> I, you. I knew, don't worry. But yeah, the world's ending in 24 hours. Where are you, Phil, when the world ends? Well, under government instruction, I'm at home. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. And how how's the world ending? Um, that's a good question. Let's let's hope quickly. Um, I'm be honest with you. Lockdown has knocked the cardio fitness out of me, so I'm not up for a zombie apocalypse. Um, let's just say meteor. Do you have any like any maybe like Hollywood point of reference that you would like to imitate? Actually. Yes, Go it's on. not. It's not an Armageddon meteor. It's it's a deep impact meteor. <laughs> so I could get on my motorbike and go up a mod, a, a moderately sized hill, and I'll be totally <laughs> fine. <laughs> Lots of people will die, but because I've got a motorbike and I can get up a moderate sized hill in under about seven minutes, I'm going to survive this end of world experience. It'll be yeah. fine. Yeah. Lots of hills in Chorley. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Boom, straight up there. Yeah, mate. Um, Deep Impact was a better film than Armageddon. Discuss. Well, now. I uh, can't remember Deep Impact. So, it, they came out, I think, the same year-ish. One was uh, where they got on rockets, went to space, and blew up an asteroid so that it didn't hit the Earth. Deep Impact is where they went up I love that space. one. Cry every time. <laughs> yeah, and and Deep Impact's where they went in a rocket up to an asteroid and didn't manage to blow it up. Uh, so here's the question for you. Oh. If they didn't manage to blow up it in Armageddon and Bruce Willis survived, would you still have survived if you went up a moderately sized hill on a motorbike? <laughs> That's my question. There's no way of knowing if it would have ended that world. I'm going to say no, because the Earth would then be privy to the impact of a meteor as well as Bruce Willis riding the meteor 
So I'm going to say... This is true. I mean, that's an image. There you go. Yeah. I mean, the only thing the only thing that I would say is that... Uh, I mean, you've got what? You've got Aerosmith in the background playing you off. So that's pretty nice. Fun fact for you. Fun fact. Uh, that wasn't originally going to be the song. The title song was going to be... Mambo number five. No, it was going to be... Oh, let me think now. It was... <laughs> Uh, Save the World by Bon Jovi. Of course it was going to be a Bon Jovi reference. I like the idea of Mamba Number 5 being the main song for Armageddon. <laughs> and it's just like a highlight reel of like New York getting absolutely destroyed. London, Paris. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of Jessica in my blood. <laughs> I'm down with that idea to be fair. When... When Phil started talking about meteors, um, and you said that it was going to be like a film reference, I thought you were going to go for Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. You know what? <laughs> I I did enjoy that film mainly because at the time, I just thought, "Wow, can you imagine all that food falling from the sky and like just all up for grabs?" <laughs> <laughs> As a young man who loved food, that was just you know that was the dream. Let us jump. Right in. Um, we've bis- we've been discussing a couple of films, um, but what would be the last film that you watch? Yeah. Okay. So got less than twenty four hours to live. So yeah, mm-hmm. let's put let's put on a film. <laughs> let's kill a couple of <laughs> let's kill a couple of hours. Um, so I thought about this, and obviously I don't want to put on Lord of the Rings because that's going to take up too much of my time. Um, and I remember when I was a kid, I had Dumb and Dumber on VHS, and I literally watched that, rewound it, watched it again, rewound it, and watched it a third time in a row. So, I think it would only be right to watch Dumb and Dumber. Three times. Maybe not three times. <laughs> that means just that's slightly longer than Lord of the Rings. Just, 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 yeah, just, just the once. <laughs> Not got time for Lord of the Rings. I'm just going to watch Dumb and Dumber three times <laughs> instead. No, I just watch it the once. And then I think just before the end of the day, just before the meteor hits, I'd put on Dumb and Dumber 2. And that would, <laughs> and that would help me to feel like, do you know what? I'm ready for this now. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather the meteor. <laughs> so if you could reach out to like uh, any teacher that you've had in the past, whether it be high school, uni, college, whatever it is, who would you reach out to and what would you say to them? Okay, so a couple of quick shout-outs to two and then a proper <laughs> shout-out to one main one. Uh, shout-out to all my university lecturers. I didn't need you. I never listened in your lectures, even if I went, and I studied everything at home. Thanks for your help. Um, and for <laughs> how, how much it cost. <laughs> Primary school... Uh, <laughs> primary school I had a teacher called Mr. Bauer and his brother fun fact was Hugh Grant's deaf brother in Four Weddings and a Funeral David Bauer was his uh, the actor is his brother now he I can't I, primary school teachers teach everything don't they I don't know if they have a specialism but we used to have music time and he'd get out his guitar and we'd sing Oasis and we'd sing Blur, and we'd sing all sorts of stuff. And if I look back, I think if I'm 
honest, he was probably my first guitar idol. And he's the one who probably made me think, yeah, I want to play guitar instead of piano. So yeah, shout out Mr. Bauer. <laughs> now, the real teacher who I'd like to say thank you to is Mr. Hitchin, my high school history teacher, uh, for letting me sleep in class and sticking up for me in a gang fight in Belgium. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Mate. We were ice skating one night and these lads kept grabbing the bum of one of the girls in our group. And uh, so me being me, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I pushed this guy and I said, you better back off. And he said, why is that? I said, because you're pinching her, her bum. He's like, well, what's it got to do with you? I said, she's my sister. Bit of context. Um, I was a stocky Welsh lad. She was a very thin, tall, half Chinese girl. So he looked at me and was like, "Of course she was." He was like, "What? What?" Uh, so I said, "I mean, uh, she's my girlfriend." And then she looked at me as if to say, "What?" No. And I was like, "Look, back off, right?" So anyway, at this point, all of his mates, there's about ten of them, all came up on the ice and stopped to like, like those cool people do, where the ice goes and dust goes into the air. I wasn't that good. Like um, on Mighty Ducks. Exactly. Like on Mighty yes. Ducks, D- D2, D3, and the new one coming out. Um, <laughs> and yes. uh, I just thought, oh no, this is going to go terribly. Then I turn around and there's 10 of the lads from my school who I have had fights with every single day of the week for the entire year. So I used to have fights a lot in school. I'm like, what do you all want? And like, oh, we're going we're gonna to have this. And so all of a sudden, all these lads that I'm always fighting with are well up for a gang fight in Belgium. <laughs> So anyway, I, t- I think, oh, this is going to go terribly. There's going to be blood on the ice. Um, but one of the history teachers, Mr. Brocklebank, no shout out for that guy. Um, he, he was like, let's get it on. He was getting ready to fight a bunch of Belgian kids. Uh, but, but Mr. Hitchin was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's, let's just calm this right down. And uh, he said, let's just end this now. Let's all get on the bus. And we got out of there. And uh, I think that was the wisest decision because that could have gone two ways. So, yeah, Mr. Hitchin, shout out for preventing an international incident in Belgium. All I've got in my head is like West Side Story on ice, like (laughs) the prequel. (laughs) It was two seconds away from from synchronised clicking, I promise you. (laughs) (laughs) Now, for those listeners who don't know who Phil Lloyd is, I just want to invite you to go back to where his answer started <laughs> and listen to the three teachers that he sh- gave a shout out to and you will know Phil Lloyd's extremely well. So basically, first of all, just <laughs> passive aggressiveness. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers so much for charging us so much. Secondly, guitars, fighting in Belgium. <laughs> Those three yeah. things describe the man better than anything else could. Oh dear. I'm going to redo the intro and just play that. what would be your last tweet or instagram post or facebook post like what medium what would you post what do you want to leave on the internet for whoever comes afterwards you know i'm not a massive instagrammer uh i'm not big on the gram and so i don't post an awful lot on there so it probably would just be the last post i posted 
uh, which is a picture of me with my motorbike near Southport Beach. Um, to be honest, I'd be pretty happy with that one as uh, as a parting gesture. So many people have got like really like crazy bucket lists, like, oh, I want to perform in Glastonbury or oh, I want to be able to swim with dolphins or I want to deliver a set of twins or whatever it may be. What is the one thing on your bucket list that you would do? I think lockdown has really made me evaluate what is an important thing to have on a bucket list. I think uh, there's so many things where you think, oh, that'd be spectacular. And I look at all these celebrities who are like scrounging around to try and find relevance um, when the job doesn't actually really do much. And so I just want to travel more. My bucket list would be to see all the places that I haven't seen yet that are worth seeing. I, I had a look at the the map of the world not so long ago, and I realized that where I've been, I've been to a load of places, but humble, humble brag, uh, but it's so concentrated. It's so concentrated, all the places I've been. There's like whole continents I haven't been to. And so I think I need to do something about that. And now travel's been taken away from us. It's it's even more of a case of, oh, that's something I want to do. As soon as that's possible again, I just want to travel. So what he means by he's seen a lot of places, he knows Lancashire like the back of his hand. <laughs> like, that's not true. I know. I, I know. I know. Yeah. West, what the hell he West, doesn't know. I know West Lancashire. East Lancashire is like Narnia. I don't know it at all. <laughs> he's been to every crap town in the UK. <laughs> Philip, what would your last Deliveroo order be? I don't know if this is available through Deliveroo, but it's, it's available, definitely available on Just Eat. Shout out to La Rocca. Uh, it's an Italian place in Chorley, and their pizza is my favourite pizza on this planet. Now, all my Italian friends are going to absolutely freak out over this, but they are Italians, so, you know, <laughs> give it some leeway. Proper Italians making proper Italian pizza in Chorley. And their special, the La Rocca special, oh, it's amazing. It is amazing. It's thin crust, uh, crispy, crispy crust. It's got um, a thin tomato base. It's got that parma ham on it. It's got flaked, uh, not parmesan, flaked uh, parmesan reggiano on it. Chunky, salty sprinkled on it and it's got a uh, rocket on it oh i need one now i could probably die happily after one of them i feel like i'm intruding yeah i wish like the listeners could have just seen phil's face as he was describing that <laughs> it was it was so it was so bad. emotional <laughs> i think I was living it. I think most people just dream of someone looking at them the way that <laughs> Phil looked as he was describing that pizza. That was, yeah, I'm with you, Rishal. I feel like I was intruding. The thing is, that was just the way that Phil was looking as he was describing the pizza. I can't imagine the look on Phil's face if that pizza was actually in front of him. I've got to order one, I think, today. <laughs> Had you had you put some Celine Dion in the background while he was describing that pizza, it would not have been out of place at all. 
so good. Hey, I've had pizza in Italy. I've had pizza in in Naples. I've had pizza in it in Rome in uh, Pompeii. We back Ch- to the humble brags, Bill. Ch- yeah, <laughs> 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 I've had pizza in New York. I've had pizza in. Um, but Charlie's where it's at for the pizza, guys. The thing is, right. For those of you who don't know, I went to school in Chorley, and that comment is just the most Chorley thing. <laughs> yeah, I've been to Naples, I've been to Rome, I've been all over Italy, mate, but nothing compares to pizza in Chorley. <laughs> they are, I just want to re-emphasize, I cannot emphasize enough that they are real Italians, first-generation Italians, making pizza the Italian way, but just in Chorley. It's just the geography that's out. Oh. Oh. I literally, I'm laughing so hard, my cheeks hurt. <laughs> oh. Sorry so to get deep off. on you again, mate, but um, what is one thing that you would confess and who would you confess it to? In college, I was doing music tech and we had to do a cover of a song and I did Jump by Van Halen. And we had to do a live backing track where we recorded instruments and vocals and all that but then we also had to do one that had a midi backing track and i had a midi version of this that was made by the roland developers and programmers and i just copy and pasted the midi notes (laughs) and pasted it into cubase back then it was and uh, just changed a few things around quantized it a little bit now in my defense my logic was Everybody was given the sheet music to copy. So everybody was essentially programming in exactly the same thing. I just saw that as a uh, a quicker way of doing that. But in retrospect, it was essentially just copied and pasted my coursework. Um, now, I, I want to believe that if I confess this to my teacher, who also happened to be the chief examiner in the UK for that exam, he probably knew... I'm guessing he knew. He also sang backing vocals on it, so I don't think I don't think it would necessarily get me in trouble because I think he's complicit. But I'd confess that. I feel like more than just copying and pasting in your exam, I feel like the fact that the chief examiner <laughs> was doing backing vocals, I feel like that's more of a confession <laughs> than a copy and paste job. I mean... Can you what did he do when he opened it, listened to it, heard his own voice, and he was like, I mean, it's pretty really good. To be fair, <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah, that, I'm to not me, is lie. more of a confession. Yeah, he was the chief examiner, and he was the one who uh, marked all the other examiners' results as well to check they were doing it right. So, yeah, as I say, I think, I think he was complicit, and I think we'd go down together. So... I'm willing to throw it out there. I think that's safe, but also <laughs> I appreciate being able to get it off my chest after all these years. If you could click your fingers and have one thing I happen. <laughs> yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> Guys, that's answered my question. Thank you. <laughs> my, question, my question is, if you could click your fingers and one thing would happen, what would it be? You've got one magical click and you can't you can't click you can't click again and do anything. It's just 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 a one click. That's hard. I was ready to do a world tour, just like clicking. Yeah, for real. Like the Jets, just like, when you're a jet, you're a jet. Like, there you go. <laughs> Seven Wonders, done. 
I had an image in my head then of, of just the scenery changing behind you every time you clicked. Yeah. <laughs> that, that would be amazing. And I think it, it, I think that's the scary thing. I think the scary thing is not not being able to achieve things. It's if we're to boil life down, it's all life is one big click, resulting in one big click. And you know what are we going to choose this life to boil down to in one click? Okay, I've got it. I think I would just. Every time that I click, or my click would you get be one click. whatever I'm thinking of at that moment in time would be manifested. So, for example, if I'm thinking of myself being on a beach in Australia drinking a Rubicon, and then I'm there, or... Right, Wait, so you're so, just so, really not making a decision right yeah, now. So yeah, you're yeah. just saying, I I will have the click to, yeah. to, to so I can do a thing. I'm, I'm and you're not exactly. choosing a thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm banking yeah. the click. I'm banking the click. That's exactly what I'm doing. Banking yeah. the no, click. No, you can't do that. I've actually thought about the question. Um, I what? think <laughs> if the world is ending, I think I would use it to get all my family together. Because like we're spread everywhere. Um, yeah, so like the family in the States and the Caribbean and everywhere, like I'm obviously usually up in Leeds. I've got family in Birmingham, High Wycom, shout out. Which um, fast food yeah, establishment I'd... would you uh, wish them all into? Yeah, this is what I'm at. This is what I'm thinking. I'm not being funny, but you've got them in the Caribbean. You've got them in America. Are you wishing them all to Leeds? Is that what you're putting on? Them? <laughs> <laughs> as, as, the, as the meteor comes, are they all preparing for it in Leeds? Adrian, I thought you were going down a different path. I thought you were trying to cheat and say, I want a superpower that whatever I'm thinking of at the time. <laughs> and I'm like, no, that's not how it works. You can't just click and give yourself Well, that's a what I was going to do with like unlimited clicks, just every time that I think of something. Because <laughs> the thing is, right, if you put on the spot, the world's about to end. I reckon it would be like doing like a, a supermarket dash. Like you just would not know what to get. Like, the thing is, in my Dale head, Winton. I'd do that. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace. Now Ryland Clark. Yeah. I played, I'd end like... up just panicking and seeing myself as Santa. Uh... It'd be oh. like, I'd panic, my head would go somewhere, I'd accidentally click and just be like, well, this isn't what I expected. <laughs> and that's you then. Imagine. That's you, yeah. that's you too. And that's my you one then. click, Santa forever a day. No, like I recently played this game with my wife, right, that we said... We've got 1,000 euro budget. Go on go on the internet and you've got 10 minutes to spend a grand. What would you get? And in 10 minutes, you just panic and you just end up buying like a vending machine or something. And then you go back and you think, man, I could have gotten so many great things. And I ended up with, a, with an empty vending machine from Serbia. <laughs> so. Quick question on that. Are you literally dropping a grand, or is this th- theoretical? Adrian's there saying, "Listen, love, uh, let's spend a grand each right now." You got ten seconds to spend a grand. <laughs> is, this the- is this theoretical, or are you literally just dropping a grand and you've got a time limit? I uh, I wouldn't want to ruin the illusion for anyone, mate. <laughs> so uh, I'll leave it up to you. Uh, if you want to know, just click your fingers, and I'm sure the answer will come to you. 
Adrian's got a back room full of all sorts of junk off Amazon. <laughs> um, mate, Phil, you've been honestly absolutely amazing. We've enjoyed this so, so much. Before you go, we've got um, 10 quick fire round questions relating obviously to the, to the end of the world, uh, but things that are going to put you on the spot. I'm ready for all sorts of Freudian slips here. Let's go. Can't wait. Would you rather have a meal with every single member of your extended family or have a cinema all to yourself? A meal with all my extended family. Oh, are you sure? Yeah, I've been to the cinema on my own before and it wasn't as good as I thought it would be. Are you kidding? Oh, mate, cinema trips on your own are the best thing ever. It's not. Don't have to share snacks. It's really not. Well... That's standard, but I I, uh, <laughs> I I hate I hate when you go to the cinema on your own. Literally, like on a Wednesday morning, if you're not working that day or something, and uh, when you're waiting for the post post credit scene, which any good film has these days, there's always those three people at the bottom with the bins and the and the sweepy brushes just staring at you, like, come on, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so you sat there for ten minutes while three people are staring at you for you to watch four <laughs> seconds of extra footage, and then you're walking past them thinking, worth it. But yeah, no. So For goodness sake, mate! This is a Kevin Costner <laughs> biopic. There is no end credit scene. <laughs> Just go home. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, would you rather spend the day working in retail on Christmas Eve or going to a theme park with all your exes? I'd rather work in retail or anywhere or on a Siberian mining colony. <laughs> that bad sure <laughs> I, I can attest to it being that bad <laughs> do you know the right, film Dragonheart I don't you don't know the film Dragonheart I, I might I might remember it isn't it like a B well, movie well this reference out? is gonna bomb okay. uh, basically Dragonheart I'm pretty sure it's Val Kilmer oh, and okay. uh, something happens but basically there's a dragon and Val Kilmer and they they are basically connected in some way. And so if the dragon feels sad, then Val Kilmer feels sad. Oh, and if the dragon dies, then Val Kilmer dies. Oh, man, as I'm hearing myself speak about this, I'm just thinking of the pitch meeting for this film. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, those, those guys are def- definitely having a slow day before that one came in. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I said, this is a dead reference because no one has ever seen the film. Well, I, I am, except I am curious as to as to what you're going to say. Go on. Yeah, come on. No, I feel like when it comes to relationships, I feel, I feel like, uh, like Phil is the the Val Kilmer to my dragon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can, yeah, yeah, goodness. Yes. Yes, I will watch that film now and I will understand exactly what you're talking about. Please do. It's actually an alright film. Um... You've not really sold it if it is. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to move on because this film does not sound great. Um, Apologies to anyone who loves it. Phil, would you rather turn into a zombie or watch all of your family turn into zombies? Oh, wow. Oh, uh... Uh, Do you remember uh, when we said quickfire? I know, yeah. Uh, I'd rather turn into a zombie. Oh. Would you rather be stranded on an island alone or in a city full of people? 
uh, in a city full of people, but if you're on your own in the city, is it any different? That's why we asked the question. Uh, you're not by the beach. Wait, is this is this like a desert island with like? Are we talking castaway here, or are we talking you know Hawaii? Wilson. <laughs> yeah, am, am I making like rafts out of VHS tapes, or you know, <laughs> am I at a resort on my own? Um, yeah, it's more of like a relaxing island, not like a you're gonna fend for yourself. Like okay. there'll be stuff on there for you to do. Okay, in that case, then. But definitely. you'll be alone. Definitely on my own on an island rather than on my own a city in a city. Well, the city would be full of people. Yeah, but I don't know any of them, so it's just noise. It's just, <laughs> no, it's just noise and an agoraphobic worst nightmare. <laughs> would you rather Perfect. know how the world ends or when it ends? Um, I would rather know uh, how it ends. Would you rather go on a looting frenzy or just stay at home and have a really chill day? Well, I'm absolutely against looting. Uh, so I would be on a frenzy preventing people from looting. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And then just come home and chill. And <laughs> Just come home with all the things that people have dropped. <laughs> yeah. It's not in the shop anymore. <laughs> just, just to clarify that one. Just lost property. And not, not, yeah. I was, there was some bullies where I, where I grew up and they, they rode around on motorbikes. Whoa, hang on a minute. Am I having some sort of like realization here? No, they're not the reason I got a motorbike. Um, but they were rushing around <laughs> on this <laughs> dirt bike around uh, West Orton and they razzed straight past me when I was on my little bike, my little BMX. But one of them dropped a cap and I just picked it up, put it on my head and went home. <laughs> Stole his cap and it was a Mighty Ducks cap. And I still have that cap. I should have brought that oh, cap. Wow. That cap should have been my impressive item. Well, it wasn't. I know, it was me instead. <laughs> Gosh. Um, would you rather be trapped in a shopping centre or in a water park? Uh, in, in a uh, shopping centre, I've thought about this. This has been a dream that I've had, like a waking dream a few times now. Uh, so funny you mention it, because I fully believe that I could get out of anything that has windows. Uh, you know, you just have to get something heavy enough and you're out. Also, I'm not a great swimmer. Um, aeroplane. All the, I'm guessing all the lights would be off. Can you get aeroplane. out of an aeroplane? They've That's got windows. It. Yeah, but it's not a shopping centre, is it? <laughs> you said you could get out of anything with windows. How about a laptop? All right, so... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I retract that statement because there's been many a time where Control-Alt-Delete did not work. <laughs> um, so no, I, I can get out of any building that has a ground floor attached to the earth um, that has windows. I believe I can get out of any of those. I could get out of any place that has an exit. <laughs> Anywhere that has a door, it can't, it, it can't stop me. <laughs> so what's your talent? <laughs> Leaving through exit. There's, there's going to be food in a supermarket, isn't there? Did you say supermarket or shopping centre? Shopping centre. Well, when you say shopping centre, I think of you know somewhere that has selfridges in it. So I'm just going to be there eating the meringue yeah. anyway. Like a Trafford centre. Yeah. Like the Trafford Centre would be like amazing to be stranded in. And has it got windows? 
many yes. windows. I'm out when I need to be. <laughs> Would you rather have to deal with zombies or deal with a society where it's everyone for themselves? Oh, flip. That's uh, that's pretty much now, isn't it, without getting too, uh, too grim. Uh, I'd rather deal with zombies. But yes. does the epic... What would be a weapon of choice? Well, this is it. Uh, sarcasm. But <laughs> I think the problem with zombies is you got that ethical question of, you know, is it still killing? Because you, you call it zombie immediately when it's a film, but when it's when it's not been labeled as a zombie, it's just there's these people who are severely diseased. It's like going into a hospital, like with this, going into some severe uh, disease department in a London hospital and being like, right, I'm killing all these people. You know, you've not actually labelled them as zombies yet, have you? And you know, so is it killing a human still, or is it actually a zombie? Is it is it an a an other, or are they still human? Yeah. Okay. My weapon of choice. If we if we're saying no ethical issues, weapon of choice. It's got to be something that doesn't run out of ammunition, isn't it? Yeah. So I think it would be uh, either a sword or a spear. Probably a spear. Okay. Yeah. So just going back to uh, how would you know if it's a zombie or, or a person? Yeah. I think a good way to, to gauge that would be to ask them if they've seen the film uh, Dragonheart. <laughs> <laughs> and based on their response, then... Spear to the head. Spear. <laughs> um, would you try and stop the apocalypse or just focus on having a really good day? What was the first question? Would you try and stop the apocalypse? Oh, okay. So I thought the question was, would you stop it or have a really nice day? I thought, <laughs> well, that's, that's a real, that's a real uh, lot of pressure that I know I can stop Will it. Will you just stop it? <laughs> or just I, have I, a nice day? I thought the question was, you know full well that you have the ability and power to stop it, but you could also just choose to have a nice day. <laughs> Well, that's, that's the thing, isn't it? If I if so, so my answer is try and stop it. Okay, so I've answered that quickly, but it's that thing, isn't it? If I try and stop it and I don't manage it, I've just wasted that whole day when I could have been having it with my family in Leeds. Would you rather watch your own life back or watch three unreleased Whatever else Marvel the other films? thing is, three <laughs> yeah, I, I answered that question before you'd finished. <laughs> is there a reason for that? I'm just, yeah, don't need to. Uh, yeah, don't need to. I think you can waste time looking back. I think the memories that come to mind really easily are the ones that your brain has conditioned you to want to keep and the ones that you don't remember as well. It's like, yeah, let's just leave that. No need to dwell on the past, focus on the future. We've only got 20 some hours left until we finish watching Dumb and Dumber and then the world's ending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry for taking two hours of your uh, last day on Earth, by the way. <laughs> It's been a pleasure. <laughs> this is honestly hands down, and this is what we'll. I think this is the note we have to end on. But this is hands down one of my favorite experiences that I've ever had with Phil. <laughs> <laughs> we were playing football one bank holiday. Um, <laughs> this is. <laughs> this I know is what you're going to no, say. No word of a lie. This is no word of a lie. We played for about two hours, and literally the teams didn't change. Okay, but in the space of two hours, Phil changed his football shirt six times. <laughs> he started off 
with his Welsh kit. And then he just recently got back from Turkey, so he put on his Galatasaray Drogba shirt on. <laughs> and then it went to a Cardiff shirt. And then it went back to the Wales shirt. And then I think he at some point he put a rugby shirt on as well. <laughs> so in the space of that two-hour game, he changed, he changed his shirt six times. Was it six? Probably. Maybe more. <laughs> it, it, it might have been five, but I don't know if it was six. <laughs> At one point, he just switched shirts with someone that was watching us playing. <laughs> just, just. I'm for not the even sake of sure. It. I think I think I brought them all because I didn't know what the, the colours were going to be. Um, nobody told me whether it was like reds and whites or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but man, <laughs> when that happens, usually what you do is you bring a coloured shirt and you bring a white shirt, <laughs> and then depending on the colour, like you'll you'll play either that or that. You don't bring six different kits. <laughs> anyway. Filmate, exactly. Uh, I love you both. Filmate, you've been absolutely amazing. Uh, thank you so much for uh, for taking time out of your busy schedule to do this with us. Before uh, we go, is there anything that you want to uh, to plug? Well, uh, Paul McCartney, as we were talking about before, he's inspired me. Since he's been in lockdown, he started looking at a lot of his old songs um, and he made an album out of them. Fair play to him. So during lockdown, I've been cleaning out a lot of stuff i was actually planning on moving house but with everything going on it kind of just didn't go through but in the process of getting everything ready to move i just found loads and loads and loads of my old songs that i was halfway through writing so i'm actually in the process of finishing uh an album of songs so that's going to be coming out uh in a few months time but what i'm working on as well which i'd like to plug is I'm going to be doing a YouTube channel, which is around food from around the world. Uh, not very original, but it's going to have me in it. So, you know, come on down and have a look. It's called Fill Your Plate, and it's going to be fun. How often will you be changing uh, wardrobe <laughs> during the show? Changing shirts on it. Well, you're going to have to yeah. see. You're going to have to come and see. <laughs> <laughs> that's That's going to be the secret. Where can people find you? So it'll be on YouTube and the channel will be called Fill Your Plate. So P-H-I-L, Your Plate. And uh, yeah, look out for that in the coming weeks. Please don't forget to subscribe, give us a lovely review and a five-star rating. If you would like to get in touch with us, email us at lastdaypod.gmail.com or follow us on the socials at lastdaypod. Thank you. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Love you. Thank you. Thank you. Love you.